This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is uh, Jay Harwood with another edition of Amazing Mental Alumni Podcast. Here we are in uh, St. Lucie, Florida, in, in fantasy camp, so part in the wind a little bit. You know what the crazy thing about this interview, Mookie, is I've been with the Mets for 42 years. You've been with them longer. What, what, what did we get first? <laughs> what, what were you drafted in? In, in 78, 76? I was drafted in 77. 77. 77, yeah. So you out you outrank me. Yes, I do. You, you I out, do. In a long time. It's been a long time. So people are hardest to believe. You actually live on William Hayward Wilson Drive. Yeah. How'd that come about? Uh... Strictly luck. Um, when I was living in New Jersey, right, and I got traded um, to Toronto, I said, "Well, if I'm traded Toronto, it's no sense in staying in New Jersey. I might well move back home." So my wife went home looking for a home, looking for a place, and um, she just ran across this uh, one house that she liked. And when she got there, she saw the the, the road was Hayward Wilson Road. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just a stroke of luck. Um, that doesn't mean anything. So it's it's just. Um, one of those weird things, I guess. Yeah. Another weird thing, when I first started with the Mets, everybody was trying to tell me, how did Mookie get the name Mookie? Jay, you asked me this question 40 years ago. 40 now. years ago, and we yeah. still haven't gotten the answer. I mean, the, the, the answer I remember <laughs> is you couldn't pronounce milk. Is that yeah. true or not true? Well, Jay, um, 40 years ago, you asked me the question. Yes, sir. And I told you I didn't know. You didn't know. I didn't know. And 40 years later, the answer is, I still don't you know. You still don't know. I still don't know. I mean, how many? There's Mookie, Mookie Blaylock. Uh, yeah. How many other Mookies there? Mookie Blaylock, Mookie Betts. Yeah, I, you know, um, I, I think there's only two that I know of. Right. Um, but recently, I, I've heard that there are many more now. I think it's a name that people didn't want to claim earlier. Um, but it's, you know, it, it's a fun name. Do you remember when, when Mookie Betts just came up with the Red yeah. Sox? He wanted to meet you. Yes. And we had a meeting at yeah. Chase Stadium. We were supposed to have a meeting yes, that did. didn't develop. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. It would have been nice to, to meet him. Um, fabulous young ball player. Outstanding ball player. I would have loved that meeting. M- Mookie, another thing, uh, remember, you know, we talk about, everybody talks about game six. The game I remember in the 83 was against the Pirates. When you scored from second base yeah. on a sacrifice fly, you did it more than once, right? Yes, yeah. Um, actually, um, I did it twice and it was against the Pirates, and I did it that same week against St. Louis. I, yeah. I remember it very well. It, um, actually, one was a, a ground ball double play. George Foster was actually swinging, and I scored on a ground ball from second base on a potential double play. You know? So, yeah, I did it twice in one week. Have you, have you, did you do a lot in the minor league? And stuff? No, no, no. You don't do things like that in yeah. the minor league. You know, you, uh, you're just trying to survive yeah. in, in the minor league. You don't want to do anything that may upset the coaches and stuff. Um, but once you get um, to the big leagues and you understand who you are and what is expected of you, you be a little more relaxed and do things that you probably wouldn't normally do. Jump around to another subject. Did you ever consider going into politics? And I'll tell you why. 
I remember going up with you after 86. Yeah. But the late Bart Giamatti asked yeah. us and Marty Barrett to go to a University of Mass. It was a riot. I guess it was a racial yeah. riot. Somebody was killed. You captivated an audience yeah. about 2,000 kids. I, I remember saying to myself, even Bart Giamatti yeah. said, Mookie should go into politics. Did you ever consider it at all? Or? Uh, no, I, I've never considered it. Um, I've been asked the question before. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I think that, like a lot of people, um, politicians have a tough, tough thing. They have to please a lot of people, and you have to make a lot of concessions. And I don't know if I'm willing to do that. You know, so that, I don't think I would do that. No. But I mean, you're so. I mean, you're not just a baseball player. No. That day, do you remember? What do you remember about that day? I know it's a long time ago. Do you remember? Uh, the first thing was the plane ride. <laughs> that was a that was a rocket plane I ride we were going make there. It. It was a you know, um, I remember going there, and um, I was kind of nervous because I was going there with um, Marty Barrett. Right. You know, we just played him, just beating him, and um, it was one of those things where I. I I've been in racial problems many, many, many times, yeah. but I've never been in a position where I was supposed to speak on behalf of people who were totally against, you know, any kind of right. uh, racial issues and stuff. A little nervous. I didn't know what I was going to say or how I was going to say it. I didn't know how people were going to receive me um, and, and, and doing so. Um, it was nervous, but um, I think anyone would be nervous in that situation because it was not an easy time. It was not a pleasant situation for anyone right. to be in. Let's talk about Legacy Catering. Yeah. How did that come about? Uh, Legacy Catering came about, um, my family and I, my brothers and my son, my son-in-laws, we always go on a fishing trip every year. You know, just right. like a male bonding thing, you know, we kind of get out and go fishing. That way um, we can just, you know, talk male stuff, you know, issues and stuff that we're having and and just kind of, you know, become closer. So uh, a year ago we were talking and I'm semi-retired, and my brothers. Me too. Are, yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Me too, you me know, too. My brothers are, so, I know, close to being um, retiring, and we decided that we wanted to do something, um, you know, just to, to keep us together and stuff. And we all love baseball, so we're too old for baseball anymore. Right. We all of us love fishing. We yeah. do that anyway, and we all love to cook, you know. And so we saw, well, you know, let's do some cooking because we we've been cooking for neighborhoods churches families for years we've been doing it for years so we said um wow well, let's 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 try catering officially you know and charge people to do it so we came up with um the, the idea of doing it so we said well what do we call ourselves well our mother taught us how to cook and everything we do is basically start from what she taught us a lot of recipes the recipes that she taught us to do and stuff so um we couldn't very well called it um, Nancy Catering, so right. we said, um, let's let's make it um, Legacy Catering. And you catered the, the yeah. fantasy camp down yes. here twice. I mean, and you drove to, to describe the truck to me, to the people who showed up. Well, like, you know, I, the, the funny thing is, is people say, well, well, it's not a truck. It's a it's a mobile kitchen is what it is. Right. It's an open air trailer. Um, we have 11,000 square inches of cooking space. Um, it's fully equipped with hot water. You know, we have ovens, we have smokers, we have fryers. Everything is on that trailer, and we cook full meals on it. So it's um it's about twenty something odd feet long, uh, ten feet wide. So it's a, it's, it's mobile. Mookie, tell me the name of the brothers who are involved for, for the people to know. Oh, wait, uh, it's a family thing. All of us are involved. It's the people that are involved. Is of course um myself. Um, I have my um my baby brother, the Philip. 
Um, have John, and they have Daniel. I have another brother named Collis, uh, my son Preston, and my son-in-law uh, is Michael, Michael Rawls. Uh, uh, Preston helped out at Fantasy Kid yes, last week. Yes, Preston it, he helped out, and Preston is actually the CEO. <laughs> Preston's the CEO. Yeah, he's the CEO. Of the- yeah, he's the one that I you know, and which was he's about very, very, very smart, and I, I think that um, he is more um, qualified you know, to put us in the direction. And he does a lot of, he eats out a lot, and he brings up a, a very, uh, a dimension that most of us didn't, don't have or didn't really notice, you know. I mean, as far as we learned where to go. And I, well, I know the, the type of things that we can do to, to be better, to be open to the public, you know. Um, well, I say the public. When you're cooking at home, when you're cooking for family and churches, we don't call that the public. That's people we kind of deal with all the time. I, I remember speaking to you during the pandemic. You cooked a lot. I mean, you yeah. you cook right through the pandemic, right? Yes, yeah. We cook and um, we deliver food. Um, and, you know, um, like I said, we cooked for a lot of churches and, and families and stuff. Um, cook and deliver the food, just drop it off, and then they serve themselves. How did you, with fantasy camp, the right, what, 100 people, 200 people here? I mean, Yeah, uh, 200. 200 plus people. So how do you out. how do you plan the menus at? Like, what do you do for that? Uh, the menus is that we first of all we find out how many dinners we're going to have, and we try to prepare something for everyone because everyone don't you know everyone don't eat pork, everyone don't eat chicken, right. everyone don't eat beef. So you have to try to have a uh, a versatile menu so that everyone can be uh, can be served. Uh, vegetables are pretty easy. Everybody eats pretty much the same vegetables and stuff. So you submit a menu. And you get it approved to the people whoever runs the campus stuff. And if they say, okay, what's some flexibility in there? So, all right, is it too many cooks in the kitchen? How do you decide? <laughs> how do you decide? Who, do you guys argue? That argues that's the right word. Do you, you know, how do you send on what the menu? You guys well, decide? Uh, well, when we come up with the menu, then we assign who's cooking what. Right. You know, and all of us cook similar. We had this, it, we used the same men, you know, the same recipe, right. so it's no big deal. Um, but there again. You don't want one person cooking and someone else adding to it. So we make sure that one person cooks. If we're having ribs, one person cook ribs. If we're having smoked turkey, one person cook turkey. If we're having mac and cheese, one person cook mac and cheese. You know, so yeah. Is there any one thing that's your specialty, Mookie? I, mean- uh, I would like to think that I do all of them very well. And um, be honest with you, um, I'm very comfortable. All of us are very comfortable to whatever one person is doing. We're comfortable with what that person does and how he does it. So it's no. I saw pictures of the pies. What was it? Was it pineapple pie? Oh, it's, it's, it's a pineapple Pop cake. Pie. You know, um, one of our favorites. My mother used to cook it all the time. It's one of our favorite dishes that we cook. Um, it's very, very good. As a matter of fact, I was up last night baking. So we're going to have um, homemade. But it's not pineapple. It's going to be lemon. It's so how many pies are you going to cook for fantasy camp then? I'm not cooking pies. Me- not, not for fantasy camp. No pies. We're only cooking cake. Cake? The cake. And the reason being, um, the, the type of pies that I would like to cook, you have to have a refrigerator, you know, right. unit to, to hold it, which we are actually um, getting one of those in. And we'll be able to do the desserts like banana pudding and, and um, sweet potato pies, lemon pie, lemon custard pies, you know, coconut pie, pumpkin pies, you name it. We, we do it all. And next year, we're hoping to get you to do some stuff around City Field, too. You did a couple of things locally in New York, right? You did, you yeah. Did. There are a couple of things. Um, we did um, Hudson Valley, uh, Ren- the Renegades. We right. did their um, final game, home game, tailgating. There are things that we hope to get involved in in New York area because we travel. If we're not just local. We travel everywhere from Florida to New York. We will travel. And um, it is so much fun. 
it is so much fun. Everything it keeps the family together too. Yeah. It's a bonding and thing, I right? I think that's the main thing. And it's, it's like I said, it's all family. You know, the, uh, the brothers, the sisters, the wives, the sons, the daughters, nephews. Do you have shirts made up or no? We don't have shirts yet, but we do have aprons with um, really? legs of catering on them. So, yeah. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Very nice. Looking back on your Mets career, I mean, you know, even fantasy camp you played, you know, 40 years ago. I mean, you, you have the it factor. A few players do, like, you know, Daryl, Doc, or Reggie Jackson. Does it make you feel good that you still, at all times, you got one of the biggest hands and from the crowd? Is it, is it good to be remembered like that after all these years? It is it's very humbling. I, I think that um, all ball players want to be remembered in a good way. All ball players yeah. do. I mean, all athletes do. And they, it shows their appreciation for your effort. You know, even if you didn't have a, but a, you know, a great season or a great career, but people appreciate effort. And um, that's the one thing that I'm proud of, that I always give people an effort, for better or for worse. And when people recognize me on the street, they show me that they appreciate the effort that I gave. How about the effort at the old timers the game list? You had a great <laughs> catch. You, if there was an MVP trophy, trophy, you would have gotten the MVP of the old timers. Well, you game. know, I, people talk about the catch. Um, there's there's two things. Now you, there's certain things you never forget. All right. The problem is not forgetting. The problem is being able to do it. Right. You know, um, I knew what to do. I just didn't know if I could do it. So um, I I just was, I guess you can say instincts. It just took over. It, and I just, it just kicked in, yeah. and I just hope I didn't pull the muscle. Well, you got that was a, it. Was a nice experience, right? All that was great. Close to seventy people. Oh, in I, I tell you, um, I enjoyed the old timers game. I got to speak with people I did not play with or against. They were for me, and um, just sitting down, listening to them talk and their stories, and it just, it's just amazing. There's so much history. It's just so much history. One of the that things thing. I remember is I know you coached with with John Stearns to see yeah. John come back. He you know, died a short time after. Literally, he literally ruled himself to come back to that game. I, I think that was the most inspiring for me. Thing it was too that yeah. I, I saw um, because I had I was down here in fantasy camp with John two years. Yeah, ago, and he was full of life. I mean, the same bad dude. Yeah. He was the same bad dude, and to see him then, um, it was just uh, you know I. I it was just something that just made me proud to be a friend of his for years. And we lost another member of our family yeah. recently, Jeff Anderson, yes. the fantasy camp guy, another great guy, yeah. the eye man. I mean, yeah, the, the eye man was just quiet. You never yeah. knew he was around, man. One of the nicest young men that I, you know, he was a little bit behind me. Um, you know, I got to play a little bit with him, but not, not a whole lot. Um, just a super, super nice guy, man. Yes. Mookie, you, you published a book a little while ago. Tell us about your you're working on a book that could come out soon, maybe. Yeah, I, I published a book a years ago. It's called um, Mookie, you know, Baseball Native Six Mets because um, I, I wanted to do a book, but I didn't want to do a baseball book. Right. But 
the publisher insisted that I talk about sure. the 86 minutes. Right. So I put that in there. Um, when I write the, when I wrote the book, it was all about getting people to know who I was. They knew who I was as a ball player, right. but they didn't. I didn't think that people understood how I became who I was, and that was the initial thought when I wrote the first book. And my head, I made myself a promise that I was going to write four. You know, four. Now, it's not that my life is all that. You said <laughs> that four, what four you, books. What I wanted to write four? four. I wanted to write four books. I want to write four books, Got and um, I have basically written two. Two more. Right. Um, one is about growing up and um, during a time when there was a lot of racial right. issues going on and stuff, and how we viewed, how I viewed it, how my family dealt with it, how we got through it. So that's the second book, and then the third book is an inspirational book because um, I was grew, I was raised in a church, and I'm an ordained minister now, and in my studies and becoming a minister, there are a lot of issues and sermons that I wrote, and I want to share those with the people. So that's what it is. The thing is, if I'm 77 years old now. If I ever want to get married, you can marry me? Oh, I've I've done about four or five weddings. Really? In the past two really? years and um yeah uh yeah I, I, right, well, I, gotta, I gotta find a girl first well now nah, that's not my problem well, no, I gotta find a girl. <laughs> i'm <laughs> not a matchmaker well, I gotta all find, right but okay you know sitting here in st lucy reminds me of a speech uh we were in st petersburg yeah. for the first part we came here in 88 davy's speech in the locker room yeah. i remembered verbatim uh we're not this is after we won uh, in 85, yeah. uh, uh, 98 games, yeah. 90 the year before, yeah. we're not only going to win, yeah. we're going to dominate. Yeah. What did you, what, do you remember what he was, what the guy said after that speech? I don't know what the guy said, but I say to myself, is he crazy? Yeah. Why would you say that? You can think it, yeah. but don't say it because, yeah. you know, in baseball, anything can go crazy. Yeah. Anything can go haywire. Um, but that team was so confident because of 84 and 85. Yeah. You know, we felt we had the best team in all of baseball those two years. And um, it's just the roll of the dice that we didn't win. But in 86, there is, has to be a common bond for a team to be successful. And in 86, we had that bond. And that bond, that one thing that unified us was we are going to beat St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> I remember the, the four-game sweep the yeah. early in the year. I remember back yeah. that series. I don't know if you remember this. Eric Gregg was umpire at third base, and Wally went out. Wally Backman left two cheeseburgers at third base. <laughs> Eric was a little big. And, oh, yeah. Know, yeah Eric's uh, a little but that was yeah. that team. You know, yeah. we, we But that was that team. We... We, they were personalities, and yes. guys were not afraid to be themselves. Now, right. that, for better or for worse, that's, that's yeah. who we were. Um, some people loved it. A lot of people hated us yeah. for it. And, um, Four or but, five bench-clearing brawls. Oh, you know. yeah, that's just the 40 you kept up with. Yeah. But, <laughs> but there were a lot of – that team was a great team, but there was a lot of internal stuff going on yeah. as well. And the amazing thing about that team is we survived. We survived it all. With all those personalities, all those issues, we survived, and we won. So it was one of the greatest baseball teams I've ever been around. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
So this is 14, uh, uh, 36, 37 years later. How many times have you been asked about the Bat? If you had to guess. Oh, man. It, uh, it, especially down here now, but yeah. even at home, I meet people in the store and stuff. Um, matter of fact, my name became Mookie86. That's my name. That people see me, Mookie86. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what people call me um, because they remember that play. And um, I have to describe that play to everybody I meet. You know, you know what was really good for me about that whole play? And you and Bill Buckner became good friends. Oh, yes. And, and I know right. it really, I, I think I spoke to you the day that Bill yeah. passed. And you really were, really were touched. I mean, you became, you felt badly for the BS you had to go through after that. Yeah, I, I initially, I felt bad for him. And Bill and I, we had we had this conversation many times, and he said, "Man, he said don't feel he said don't feel bad for me." He said that was baseball. He said, "Yeah, fans." He said, "But don't feel bad for me." And it helped me to understand him as a person. Um, we became so close. He would call me in the middle of the night sometimes just to talk, just just to talk in general, and that made me feel really really good that he felt that comfortable around me. That he would talk about his family, we have issues and stuff like that. It was one of the most amazing relationships I've had all my years in baseball. It's a funny story. I, I tweet a little bit. Sometimes I go a little bit crazy. Yeah, well, every once in a while. I tweeted okay. something right when they won in what, yeah. 04. When did they win the first time? And whatever they won. Yeah. I tweeted something. Uh, Mookie and Buckner were on their way to Boston. Mookie's thrown out the first pitch to Buckner. <laughs> all is forgiven. I made the whole thing up. Yeah. And Bill lived out west, right? Yeah. So the media would call Bill. I don't know what the hell this guy's talking about. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. be there. No. But I was. I made up the tweet and all yeah. is forgiven. Let's see, yeah. you've been a good friend for all these years. Yeah. Best of luck with Legacy Canyon. I can't, yeah. can't wait to sample some of the pie and the ribs, and uh, I look forward to it. You yeah, know? I, no, I, uh, Legacy Catering is good. Uh, but the one thing, going back to Bill's story, we were so close when Bill got his coaching job, he called me first, wanted wanted me to come in. Coach Will. Yeah, he he we wanted to coach together. He actually wanted us to coach together one time. That's but, great. Um, he's got you he was just a, he was just a, he was just a good and man. And a great people forget he's a great player. He was a great player. Over two thousand hits. Oh. You know? Yes, I you know, I used the term very loosely, borderline hall of fame. Yeah. You know. Now of course people say, Well, What's the criteria? I don't think anyone knows what that yeah. is. But that's another story for another day. But um, the catering is, um, we're enjoying it. We're having fun at it. And um, we're looking forward to serving people some of the best southern cooking they will well, ever, I can't wait ever to sample eat. it. Oh, yeah. Be a good friend all these years, Mook. Thanks, right. man. Thank you, Jake. Take care. Bye-bye.